Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Hey guys, hey, it's Jen, and I'm back with you for episode three, no, actually episode 20-something or other, but part three on modesty, hot and holy, and this is the episode that I've had people asking for and I've been excited about, which is the guy's perspective. So I have a very brave soul with me, (laughs) Anthony. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. You are welcome, And, uh, and I'm very excited to hear your thoughts. We've already been talking a little bit. Um, But we wanted to jump into this episode, which I thought would be important because A, women are frequently told that modesty and dressing modesty is important for the sake of the guys. And yet it's a topic we rarely hear the guys talk to and speak to, mostly because they probably are a little scared for their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, anyway, so that's why I wanted to have Anthony on. He had some really great feedback on the Facebook post I had made. Don't mind the dump truck as it leaves. Um, And really, when I shared on Facebook and I asked the guys to share their thoughts on this topic, I was actually super encouraged by the wisdom Mm -hmm. and the, like, balanced groundedness that I heard from the men. And maybe it was just the guys who were brave enough to speak up. They had that balanced perspective. But I feel like there was so much grace in their voice that as a woman, I never heard because I always heard such a fear-based voice Mm -hmm. to the topic of modesty. So I was like, you know what? We need to pull the guys out of the closet and let them talk to this. So Anthony, Anthony's here now. Let this just speak for the episode. Anthony does not speak for all men. Nope. He speaks for himself, um, but he he agreed it'd be a good idea to differentiate when it's his thoughts versus something that maybe is common across the board, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, so Anthony, um, we're going to jump into some of the comments that the guys left on here, but you listened to the first and or second episode? Yes, yes. Okay, did you have any thoughts about the first or second episode in relation to modesty. You shared a little bit about the fashion, mm-hmm. but as far as modesty, like, was there anything that jumped at you that you'd want to share with the listeners? Oh, um, I would say, I don't know. I, I think I loved, I just loved how you, in the all of the episodes, how you um, tied it all back to Jesus. Uh-huh. You when you when you said God was the first fashion designer, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> and I think it just put um with modesty and fashion kind of at ease cuz it's like it is something that it's not something that I have to walk around, but I can walk through with mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. And I think just hearing your perspective on modesty and fashion uh, and tying it all back to God kind of, I don't know, put myself at peace with like a little bit. I was like, okay, this is, this is good. This is, so it it was, it was awesome. I loved it. That's so great. Now I feel like whenever modesty is brought up, typically it's brought up with this immediate connotation towards women. Mm -hmm. Is modesty really even a topic among the guys ever or a consideration when you're getting dressed yeah I you know that's something that I've I've thought about too then this is just for me personally like growing up we uh like 
we would um I remember one specific time we were all out at the church playing football. We were we were it was the youth day and we were all playing football and one of the guys took his shirts off. It was hot, it was in the middle of the summer, and my dad was like, Hey, put your shirt back on, there's women out here. Mm-hmm. Uh and he was like, Oh, okay. And he did it and that's kinda how we were raised. Like, don't you know, like walk around with your shirts off, you know, you know, it's kind of like the reverse, don't make your sister stumble type thing. Yeah. But other than that, I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of been the, 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 um, extent of the modesty talk. I would say, you know, you have to be, uh, I don't know, uh, be careful about what kind of pants you wear and things like that. Um, but Yes, I think the, the modesty talk for guys don't really go into, I, I don't think, as great a detail as it does for the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard my pastor, my previous pastor, talk about that. He's like, ladies, I know you really carry the brunt of the weight of modesty, mm-hmm. and I hate that for you, but it's just something we got to work with, And which I appreciated his compassion. Yeah. on that and I remember even times when it when there's been dress codes around like skinny jeans and how ladies you got to cover all the things and mm-hmm. wear shirts that are long enough but I'm like we live in a culture now where guys wear skinny jeans yeah, too and, and like you have to be careful too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that I know we'll just leave it at that <laughs> like okay guys but uh anyways but it just made or, me it made me aware of the in the differences yeah there sweatpants too you can't just walk around you have to make sure your sweatpants are yes anyway you have to make sure they are in they are loose enough or at least you know anyway just yeah there are certain times where modesty does come up with guys but not yeah. i don't think as not as like much women. as for women yeah now it's interesting to me because just looking at kind of pan back and look at how the enemy works in people's lives whenever god gives a good thing a gift mm-hmm. the enemy will try to spoil it and try yes. to paint it try to add shame to it right Women, I would say, we can probably agree that when it comes to beauty, we think of women because God has really endowed men with strength Mm -hmm. and protection. Yes, men are attractive, but like when you think of beauty, that's more attributed to the female, right? Because that was something that I think comes with being a woman is just the power of beauty. And I think it's interesting how, given that, the enemy has tried to come in and attach shame or attach... um, kind of like hey you need to hide or whatever tried to spoil it pervert mm. it twist it whatever and so i just think that's i just think that's interesting actually i didn't really have anything more to say about that it was yeah, kind of interesting he tries to spoil all good things <laughs> he really does yeah he really does okay so um you are a father of a little girl yes and i realized that as a dad i don't know if you'd had to think about it before i asked you but you're going to have to address modesty and raise your daughter in some kind of a culture of whatever you feel is appropriate yes. for dress. And uh, what had you come to about that? So I I think I had thought about it before you asked, but in I just realized in different ways because, like, I think I look at sports and I'm like, yo, if, if Grace wanted to do gymnastics... I would be so amazed at the way she would be able to flip and jump and all of that. But I'm like, I don't know if I want her to wear what is normally worn in gymnastics because you can see, like, you can very well see... All the things. All the things. And it's like, well, I'm like, 
because this is cool. This is amazing. I've always wanted to do a backflip myself. So to live vicariously through her, I'm like, that would be dope. And thinking about like gold medals, because I'm a sports guy and I'm like gold medals. And Or if she wanted to be a cheerleader or I'm like, all of those things are cool. And I'm like, but would I allow her to do it? Or like even... Like, I've seen people, uh, like, you're going to be a cheerleader. You know, my parents don't want me to wear those short short skirts, so I have to wear pants. Or I have to, uh, like, some people are like, I don't believe in pants, so I got to wear a skirt when I'm in my band marching uniform. Right. Or, it's just, like, those things where it's like, do I really, am I going to do that for Grace? Am I going to make her do those things if she wants to be included? Um, had you come to an answer on that? I have not come to an answer <laughs> on that. I, I really don't want to. I want her to go in and dominate, but at the same time, I want to protect her. Yeah. Uh, especially with like things like gymnastics and stuff at a young age. Um, you know, just protection. And I'm like, man. Yeah, so it would be, I don't know what we, I, I, I whatever we want to, whatever me and Lily communicate, Lily's my wife, hmm. uh, whatever me and Lily communicate. I want to communicate the heart behind it, the yeah. heart behind modesty, the heart, because I want her to walk away, even if she kind of like rebels, you know, after she leaves and, you know, whatever. I want her to always know the heart behind what we were saying and yeah. not um, just a bunch of rules, rules, rules. Yeah. So I love that. You know, I have a friend, actually, the one I was talking about earlier, Jen, she actually recorded with me on the uh, homeschooling episode. So if you guys are listening and you're homeschooling this fall, thank you, COVID, go <laughs> listen to that episode. But Jen has a few girls, three girls, and she was talking about how she really hated the message that women have been sent of like, hey, cover up because you need to dress because of your brothers. Like mm-hmm. dress mm-hmm. so you don't make them stumble because she said on the flip side, if, if my daughter feels like she needs to cover up because of the boys, then what if she wants to get a boy's attention? Then she's been programmed to dress for mm-hmm. the boys. Yeah. And she's like, I program my daughters to dress for the Lord and in a way that's going to please the Lord or to dress in a way that communicates the Come dignity on. and on. respect she has for herself. And I was like, you know what? I hadn't thought about how there's a flip side to that coin. And, and we see it. Like you, you watch movies, pop culture is like, the daughter wears one thing leaving the house but when she gets in the car with her friends she changes so yeah. when she gets to school and it's and it's that thought of like if i want to if i want a boyfriend if i'm dressing like this to not get a boy's attention then i got to dress like this to get his attention right yeah right i never thought about that but yeah it's the thought yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's go into some of these messages okay that were shared on facebook Okay, so y'all, these are some of the feedback from guys. This is from Daniel. And his, my, the question that I asked was, um, I said, men, I polled the ladies and they'd like to hear your thoughts too. I'm doing an episode on modesty and godliness, but men rarely speak to this. Any brave men want to chime in. And so this is what Daniel said. He said, well, this may seem like a contradiction, but it depends on, modesty depends on culture, country of origin, region of the world, and time period of history. Modesty of today would be the potential pornography of a hundred years ago. He said, I know that's a drastic oversimplification, but it makes the point. A t-shirt and shorts may be considered modest or appropriate in this country and culture, is, but it's scandal in another. I know that a simple corrective daily makeup on a young lady in America is, as a, wait, in America, 
is a marking that she's a woman of ill repute in certain Central American countries. And he goes, trust me, I know this. I had a machete pulled on me once while I was discussing the topic. Oh. So I guess wearing any makeup in some countries is considered like your streetwalker kind of deal. Gotcha. Um, he said, with that foundation, I believe it's a blend of heart and common sense. I love that because it's so true. Guys are generally highly visual, so individuals should dress appropriate for the situation and their body type, which I thought was such an insightful comment right for, there. Yeah. For their for body type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said one style may look completely appropriate on their body type and not appropriate on someone else. <clears throat> a long torso or legs makes a pair of shorts look scandalous, even though they're the same garment. Shall I go on or is that enough? Um, <laughs> oh, he had costume design in college. So that's how he had so in, uh, okay. that's how he had insight on this. Okay. I was like, but that's true. Like if you yep. put a, the same romper on me as you put on a girl who's five foot, well, I just am leggy. And so like, it looks very inappropriate on me. I cannot like even normal dresses that most girls can wear. I wear them as shirts because they're just way too short on me. Cause I'm yeah, tall. Gotcha. And gotcha. so, but I loved what he said. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. I think he's, I think he's spot on. I think, um, yeah, different. What is, what is highlighted here in America is not highlighted in other places. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I, I think, yeah, I think he's spot on with, a t-shirt and shorts something that we just go to the store in hang mm -hmm. out go to a movie or whatever is like scandalous in a different country uh and that's and that's crazy to think about so it's like well if modesty is different in different places is there an underlying truth right. to modesty or is it just depends on where you are you know right. like right. so i think what he said was was uh was great body type i never would have uh even thought about it uh I always think about comfortability though with clothes in general mm -hmm. and so sometimes I see people I'm like why it doesn't even look comfortable why, you, why? but that's just me that's just my right. personality but yeah that costume design I think that he took in college uh Served gave him, him well. some yeah gave him some really good insights yeah okay so here's one that um a gentleman named William William said and there's some real wisdom buried in this one as well he said we live in an over-sexualized world. Most everything is geared to grab a man's eye. If you can grab his eye, you can grab his mind. And grabbing a man's mind is not what a woman needs. She needs to grab his heart. Oh, just take a minute. That's so good. And it resonates with something the Lord spoke to me. I'll say it in a second. I might have put it in the other episodes. Anyways, he said, same goes with a man towards a woman. Now, once you grab his heart, then the natural flow of every physical reaction takes place. But we must all be careful that we don't sell ourselves short, or wait, that we don't sell ourselves sexually with our looks and expect to connect spiritually with our hearts. Nothing wrong with looking nice and dressing nice, but would you rather attract him with who you truly are or try and attract him by his eyes? Lust does not equal love. Let's start with the heart. Yeah. That's so much wisdom buried in one comment. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it resonates with something the Lord... I don't know. Did I put this in my other episode about the cheerleaders? Maybe I'm not. not. For sure. Okay, so when I was in college, I went with a bunch of um, leaders that I was in a group with, and we went to the Houston Rockets game. And we were... When I was in college, it was a Bible school. So mm -hmm. it was very like, you don't wear spaghetti straps. You don't... Your shorts are this long. You know, it was a very modest environment. So when you go and you see the cheerleaders, it's kind of like, kind of sticker shock, yeah. you know, like what? I'm not used to this. And so, but I'm watching them and, um, and inside of myself, there's that conflict of like, oh, this is entertaining. This is fascinating to watch. Mm -hmm. But then there's my spirit that's like, 
but this really isn't very modest, you know, and this mm-hmm. isn't really very like godly. And the guys are the guys were looking at the floor, <laughs> you know. So I was like, okay. So I just was asking the Lord. I was like, Lord, what is it about that that um, I said if it's appealing, it's pretty, it's attractive, but it's not quite right. So I was like, what is it that makes it not quite right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, he said gently, he said, a woman's, um, what is it? it was so long ago? He said something like a woman's immodesty may attract a man's attention, but it won't attract his affection mm. or his, uh, his affections. I feel like he, but basically what this guy is saying, yeah, won't, yeah. Won't, uh, won't draw his heart. Right, right, right. And so I was like, huh. And it just kind of, again, it was the Lord reiterating, like, just because you can get um, a physical response or a surface level response yeah. from a person doesn't mean you're getting the real response you would want mm-hmm. from the core. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so um, I just feel like what he was saying here about... We're in an over-sexualized world and everything is geared to grab a man's eye. And honestly, women, I've heard so many women say, hey, we're not exempt from that. Things are geared to grab our eyes too. Like, Yes. <sighs> One thing that continues to frustrate me, and it will to the end of the world, I think, <laughs> cologne commercials. Oh, yes. I'm like, what in the heck is going on in this commercial? It's like a guy. He's shirtless and he's on the beach and now he's in the middle of the ocean and now he's coming out of the water and it's like he's shirtless again and it's like oh buy our cologne it's like i don't know what it smells like i don't know even how to pronounce it how what is it what is it but if you grab the attention of the woman and it's like yo my man should buy this cologne Mm -hmm. or then the man's gonna buy it because he's like, I wanna make my woman happy. Or or even if the man is like, you know, they'll put a woman in the commercial and she'll pretend like he smells so good. Uh-huh. And it's like, I want to be everything that man is. And so they'll <laughs> yeah. they'll they're like, I need to buy that cologne. And it's like uh, cologne commercials frustrate me. Yes. Cause they don't make sense nope. at all. I was like, literally thinking that the other day. I saw uh, all kinds of like perfume ads and stuff. I was like, why are they always so sexualized? It does. Just because I want to smell good doesn't mean I want someone to want me, you know? Like, <laughs> I just, I just don't want to offend somebody when I stand close to them. I know, right? <laughs> That's so great. Oh, man. Um, okay, so William, that was great feedback. Okay, here was yours, Anthony, so we'll let you share it. Uh, okay. The, the thief and the, and the, um, the art. Yeah, I'll paraphrase it, I guess, because I don't know. Oh, well, I, you know what? Lily edited it for it. me, oh, so did. it's going to make sense. Lily's, get, Lily's over here listening to us and taking behind-the-scenes pictures and being such a wonderfully supportive wife, and I really wanted to have her in this episode, too, But so she's going to chime in at the end, but um, we'll have an episode just for you one day, Lily. I, it's funny. My post on Facebook, I always, I always get my thoughts out. Uh-huh. And then I take it to Lily and say, could you just make this make sense? <laughs> and so <laughs> she, I, I love it. It says, uh, well, I've done some thinking on this. I, being me. Uh, but I am always torn. On the one hand, artists don't stop painting beautiful things because they are because there are art thieves in the world. On the other hand, there are security measures put in place to make sure thieves cannot just walk up and take it. Mm. God is not going to stop making women beautiful men are going to have to deal with what's in their hearts. Yeah. Like someone said earlier uh, in the different uh, comments earlier, he said, um, in the different culture, cultures, modesty looked different. 
Honestly, no matter what a woman is wearing, a man can lust because it's about desire. Yeah. Uh, but could women, like the art museum, put up protection so thieves don't come? Sure. I guess what I'm trying to say is the line between the rules and heart are close, but the notion that they are solely responsible for the man, uh, for men lusting, isn't true. Mm-hmm. I and then I said I was excited to hear. This episode, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I I think for me, that's the kind of line, because I look at this. So Lily and I just had a baby. With having a baby, you have doctor's appointments. Mm. We had a male doctor. All right. <laughs> and, was uh, that a thing for you for a second? Well, it's, it wasn't a thing for me, I guess. I just was like, he's a doctor. I did find comfort that there was a woman nurse in there, too. Yeah. So I was like, if there's a, if I'm ever not able to make it, you know, Lily, he's, you know, no questions. Yeah. He, there's a woman nurse. Here. She was real cool. It was awesome. But I just was like, if... This shouldn't be okay if it's just about looks, right? right? It's like, how do you have a man doctor see parts that are not, not normally seen? They're not normally seen. How does he do his job? Like, are all doctors sinful? No, right. you know. So, like, what is it? Like, we have a friend who's a nurse, and she talks about like all the people the, that she has to take care of, and it's like, yes, yeah, she has to wipe some butts sometimes mm-hmm. you know some of those are men and mm-hmm. it's like you see all the stuff like is she and lust like so lust has to be much more than just looking right, right. and it, it's about desire uh what's that uh uh verse in uh where it's like you oh. led away by your desires yes temptation by, uh, uh oh dang oh, what is it man i can't remember uh anyway but just just i i think about this this is kind of a off, but it's going to lead into something. I, I lived in an apartment complex with some, with some guys that I didn't know. And uh, one of my friends, he, uh, one of the guys, they became my friends. Uh, he would throw parties. And one time, I remember it so specifically, one of his friends came in with a cooler, like a side lunch bag of, full of cello shots. And he just throwing them around, throwing them around. And I was just was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I was never tempted to like drink any of those because alcohol is not a thing for me like uh-huh. never had been never i don't think i'll ever be tempted to drink one because i don't think it smells good <laughs> two people say it's an acquired taste and in my brain why do you have to acquire a taste for something that's so expensive yeah anyway <laughs> but the guy one of his guy friends he was sitting beside me on the couch he was like yo you want to drink with me and i was like no nah, i'm good and he was like drink with me he's kind of getting upset like, i was like no fine and my roommate stopped him and he was like yo he doesn't drink leave him alone and it was just kind of cool but i just i there was no temptation there for Uh me um but something that like a woman that i'm attracted to is like whoa uh okay i need to what do i do what do i do what because it's desire and it's like what is what is the desire there for a long time Mm -hmm. for me i didn't i went we started dating when i was 23 maybe 24 24 something like that i went 23 24 years without a girlfriend oh wow when i saw a woman she was always she was beautiful and i was like can i um like can we be boyfriend and girlfriend like that was she was attractive she was attractive to me i wanted to see if we could be in a relationship Uh never really worked out but when i got married i was Mm -hmm. like what is the point in finding a woman attractive now because the point for me was to find someone to find someone now Mm -hmm. it's like 
So I had to struggle with what's the desire in my heart? Mm. What is the and it and it's like a woman can be wearing sweatpants and a big oversized t-shirt, but if she's attractive to me, it's the most attractive thing she's wearing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but if she's not attractive, she to me, not like in general, but just like to me personally, mm-hmm. if I don't find her attractive, she can be in a bikini and I'm just like you know, like <laughs> like the Jello shots, just no like the Jello shots. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you know. So, uh-huh. and I and I hope that's not offensive. Like, it's just no. I understand what you're okay, okay, to say. okay. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of my thought process. You can't solely be responsible for uh-huh. the lust in a man's heart, um, because it's about. I feel like lust is about desiring. What are uh-huh. you desiring that is unholy too? It's right. not just desire because we uh-huh. desire great things sometimes. Yeah. So it's the, Jesus said, I've lusted mm-hmm. to have this, this moment with you guys when, mm-hmm. at the Last Supper with his disciples, right? Jesus didn't sin, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. that's, that's kind of my thought. I could talk all day about no, that. No, it's okay. I like what you said, and I have like, we have like three directions we could go with it. So like, there's the one that you and Lily, and maybe Lily, we could have you come in for this part of the conversation in a second. Hold on, we'll pull it in third. Um, about, you know, now that you're married and you have a wife, and so your eyes have someone you can feast on as far as beauty and attractiveness. Right. What's the point of like, if you see someone who is attractive, like what's, are you allowed to see beauty? Is there a point in seeing beauty? Uh-huh. Why is beauty even there anymore? You still have eyeballs. It's still a pro. you know what I mean? God, why don't people become unattractive when I get married? Exactly. What are you doing? Okay. So there, so we'll, we'll pause on that. <laughs> Lily, you can come in on that part of the conversation in a second. Um, that takes me to another point. Oh crap. They're all, they're all disappearing now. Um, well, we'll go with that one because that's staying forefront and I can't remember what my other two thoughts were. Um, okay, so yeah, so Lily and Anthony were here. Come on this side and we'll probably hear your voice better. Um, so Lily and Anthony were talking about like what is the point of beauty um, if not to appreciate it, right? Because beauty is basically, it's all visually appreciated. Mm-hmm. A sunset, a woman, a car, uh, nature, anything. It's all just visually appreciated. And once you get married, it's not like your eyes stop seeing beauty just because yeah. now you have the most beautiful one next to you. Yeah, you do. Well, <laughs> Come on. But you do recognize, too, like your heart is satisfied and that you have that, but mm-hmm. it's not like your brain stops working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what have you guys discussed between the two of you? What's the point of beauty and is it lust and where's the line? And that's a deep to go. question. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I'm really into fitness. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm super ripped. So just uh, if you see my picture somewhere, don't think. No, anyway, <laughs> I just, but I just, I, I'm super into fitness and I like it. But with fitness, there is a lot of uh, half-dressed people because yeah. you have to let people know mm-hmm. what you're signing up. If, if, I, if I am like, hey, come take my fitness class, but I don't look very fit. Mm-hmm. then people are not going to sign up. But if you show them that you're fit, people are going to be like, yeah. Sure. So that's kind of the fitness thing. And so, and I think if your clothing is too big, it becomes a hazard. I yeah, think that's part of why they wear tight clothing. Because uh-huh. you can get hung up on a string or a hem or a you go. loose yeah. whatever and becomes a hazard. And uh-huh. the gyms, they have the rule. Like, you can't wear loose clothing. Yeah, yeah. So I think going to the gym, and this has been, oh, man, I got to stay focused. Going to the gym has been... Uh, been interesting because it's like when I see someone who's attractive in clothes that are pretty tight that show everything where it's like 
well, then what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to run on the treadmill with my head turned? Like, what is what is going on? And I just am like, Lord, I, I had the real conversation with the Lord of like, Lord, you got to help me because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I think you're calling me to different parts of the fitness industry. So what you got to help me. Like, yeah. what's going on? Function here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to Lily. I had a real conversation with Lily. Like, Lily, what do we do? And I think for me personally. That's good. I like that you pulled her into that conversation because mm-hmm. it is something that yes. she has a thought on now. And and she, and I think mm-hmm. for a while, I'm like, how do women go to the beach and look at guys with their shirts off and be perfectly fine? Mm-hmm. Like that's that was a mental thing or like she could see uh, The Rock in a in 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 a, in a in TV a movie, yeah. in a movie, and it's like it oh terrifies me actually. <laughs> so, but what some one person would find attractive for me was not attractive in The Rock. It's mm-hmm. very intimidating. Uh, but I'm like I'm like what what well, how in the world do you do it? And she she expressed like you can find something beautiful mm-hmm. um, and appreciate that and not want it. And I think that kind of made me help help me understood help me understand what lust was it's not the attraction mm-hmm. it's the what do i want that mm-hmm. is not holy yeah or not godlike that's good that's what lust is it's like i am so if i see a woman and it's like now i want something from her that i should only want from my wife mm-hmm. that's the bad lust yeah. but if i'm like yo that girl kills it. Hey, her quads are bigger than mine. Yeah. Or oh, she's beautiful. Like uh-huh. I can, I can say those things and appreciate it, and actually not want anything. Mm-hmm. And that's freedom. And I think that's what a lot of guys mm-hmm. don't experience. They don't yeah. experience that freedom. It's always, and I think it comes from, it comes from the fear. I'm so sorry. Many, so many thoughts. So many right? thoughts. It comes from the fear of lusting because what. Well, I was explaining to y'all earlier, modesty for women is lust for men. Mm-hmm. I feel like where it's like the rules, rules, rules for mm-hmm. women, it's the rules, rules, rules for guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't lust, don't lust, don't lust. Don't look at that woman. Don't mm-hmm. look at, you know, it's like, okay, don't look at her. Don't look at, it's like, oh, did I find her attractive? Oh my gosh, did I lust? It's like, wait, no. And a lot of times I would come home and I feel bad or whatever. And it's like, what is going on? But mm-hmm. I would feel bad because of me. You know how I can tell mm-hmm. You feel bad, but it's not your. It's not the Holy Spirit conviction. It's kind yeah, of yours. Kind of shame. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, what am I doing? Okay, Lord, what is happening? I don't want anything from that woman. I don't uh-huh. want anything from these women. Uh-huh. Uh What is that? Is that is that lust just finding them attractive? It's like no, that's not what you know. Anyway, okay, so, so that's my. Go ahead. Yeah. I love what you did. Was was twofold. You. You asked the Lord, like you went to him and you let him lead and direct the conversation. You weren't trying to dig up like sin within yourself. You were just saying, Holy Spirit, come search me like what's actually going on. And I think that's so key. Like we can so easily get into these legalistic mindsets. But when we take it to the Lord and we ask him to search us and know us Mm -hmm. and to lead us into holiness, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's a good place to be. And then also because we are in the covenant of marriage, I felt so honored and respected by you bringing me into the conversation. And from my perspective, like you being able to appreciate beauty that someone else possesses doesn't steal anything away from me as your wife. Like, I know that what we have is what we have and we are building on our marriage and we are growing in 
intimacy and all the things that come with that. But for you to appreciate the God-given beauty in another human being, I think to deny that would be denying part of the artist, the creator, and what he gifted in that other person. And I think part of that conversation stemmed from since we've had a baby, so many people mm. talk about how beautiful our baby is. And I'm biased. I know our baby's beautiful. <laughs> she <laughs> but is. But she, I mean, I posted a, oh no. It, it looked like it just stopped randomly. Okay. Okay. There you go. I posted her uh, four month photo update. And on the comments, there were like six random boutiques that were like, we'd love to have your baby model. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe she is like. Like, super beautiful, you know? (laughs) Stop mixed baby status. Yeah. (laughs) But I think part of it is, like, as if you, as her father, are not able to look at your daughter and say, my daughter is beautiful, what a shame that would be. Because you played a significant role in creating her. You know what I mean? (laughs) So she gets 50% of her... Anyways, I think, yeah, as a father to his daughter, like, there's nothing, like, sexual or inappropriate about... Mm -hmm being able to identify and appreciate what the yeah. Lord has put yeah. in this person. And well, and I feel like, too, what you kind of touched on to me, I don't know, it was like pop rocks in my spirit when you said it, of like, lust is not the attraction. Lust is the desire. Mm-hmm. So, like, lust is not the fact that I can recognize someone's attractive. It's what I do with that, the desire that I allow that yeah. to take me into. Because, like, just like women have felt so much shame and oppression around being beautiful... Hello, guys mm-hmm. were made visually stimulated by God. Like, mm-hmm. God made them that way, knowing yep. they're going to be surrounded by beauty. So the What were you doing, God? No. I know, right? <laughs> like, like the, and, and it's actually like, to me, I appreciate it because like, I don't have to do hardly anything. And my husband is like, hey, girl, I want you, baby. You know, <laughs> just because, because he's, he's mm-hmm. like, he's turned mm-hmm. on by me and what yeah. I, but the beautiful thing is because he's shepherded his heart. He literally is, not that he's blind, I know he's a man, you know, but he's very, there have been times like when dress code is an issue at church or whatever, he's like, I don't get it. Like, I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. There, What's wrong? Like, he doesn't even see the problem because he's just not looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he has trained himself to see beauty in me mm-hmm. and in me only, but it's not like he can't recognize beauty when it's around as mm-hmm. well, you know? And so... um I feel like men probably need a little bit of the shame broken off yeah. of the fact that when they see a beautiful woman, that's not lust to recognize that she's beautiful. Shame and fear. I think the fear of lusting beats up men far more than actual lust. Yeah. And it and it and it kind of was. This is a thing that I'm gonna harp on, not on this episode, but like <laughs> as I'm discipling people, as I'm fighting for people, because I realized the trap that I was in. Was the f- I wasn't lusting. It was the fear of lust. Not saying wow. that I've never lust. I'm saying like when I was struggling, like going to the gym, like I got this, I have a wife now and mm-hmm. what am I doing? It was the fear. It was literally mm-hmm. the, the fear of like, I don't want to lust because mm-hmm. I don't want to be unfaithful to my wife or I don't want to be unfaithful to the God. Like I, I don't, I know this is probably not theologically correct, but I'm in double covenant, right? Mm-hmm. When I got saved, 
I became, I was in a covenant with the Lord mm-hmm. and now I'm married. So I'm yeah. in a covenant with my wife. Mm-hmm. And so even if like, I, I, I'm double, I'm in double covenant now. I got two people where I'm like, watch it right. for you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to hurt these people in my life. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hurt God. I don't want to hurt my wife. And I just, this fear, like if I look at her, I don't want to, but I don't walk into a museum and look at that beautiful painting and say, I want to steal it. Right. <laughs> right. Like right. I don't want to. I don't. I don't say I want to steal it. So why does it like when I look at a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. the fear grips me of like, oh, I may, I may think something bad about her. The fear doesn't grip me that I may steal this. Oh no, right. I may steal. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And so that's even, even then too. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So many thoughts. So many thoughts. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is one. I've even struggled with mm-hmm. like. Even with us, it's just like, okay, I can enjoy my wife. Mm-hmm. That, that's that been a thought that, that over these past two years have been a struggle mm. because I'm so used to averting my gaze or mm. I'm so used to like not thinking those thoughts. Whereas like, this is hard for me to think these thoughts about my wife, mm-hmm. you know, like to actually want to like, like I want to be with her, but to think mm-hmm. about wanting to be with her mm-hmm. is like, new territory new territory like this is (laughs) okay this is this is okay and so you have to learn the differences and i think it has like it it hampered me in 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 ways sometimes but i i think realizing this is fear Mm -hmm. and this is not of god god didn't give us the spirit of fear but of that of love power and of a sound mind like Mm -hmm. when you realize fear is there and you're like, all right, Lord, remove that from me. I can look my sisters in the eyes. I can enjoy. I can, like, other Christian sisters, I can say, hey, girl, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. other, but before that, it's like men can't have Christian sisters now because it's like, yeah, what's up? Hey, how you right, doing? Right. I'm walking this way. Right. Don't want to look at you. You're too beautiful. Hey, right. how's it going? Insert the side hug where the head is turned three six. Right. Hey. <laughs> how <laughs> well, you doing? Okay, so from a girl's perspective on that, I remember in Bible school being able to feel the difference between guys who are afraid of my beauty and guys who were comfortable with my beauty. Mm-hmm. Because, and you know what? The guys who were afraid of my beauty... They never said it, but like with their body language and like their their short conversations or just they were real guarded with me. It made me feel like something was wrong with me. Mm. Like I was like, what did I do wrong? Am I dirty? Like, am I am I bad? Just because they were driven by fear of I'm afraid of your beauty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas then there were some guys who treated me with honor and treated me with respect and I felt like I had freedom to be beautiful Mm -hmm. and it was safe. How did Jesus have women in his ministry? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, mean, Mary Magdalene was gorgeous. Like, right? yeah, like she was, and she wasn't just like in the ministry. She was within the core she group. Was she wasn't disciple. like, she wasn't the 5,000 that was just following him from time to time. She was in the core group of people. Like yeah. how, how does, how does Jesus, if, if, if hanging out with beautiful women is bad, how does Jesus hang out with Mary Magdalene? How does he right. set her free? How does he look at the woman who were caught in adultery? Mm-hmm. And ah, the story is anyway, caught in adultery. <laughs> so and Jesus and Jesus says, Hey, you know, he who is sin cast the first stone. Like who he without sin cast the first stone. You know, like how does he set that woman free? How does he forgive her sins if he's looking away? Now I know Jesus is right. drawn on the ground, but he wasn't doing that to avert his gaze because right. he was afraid of lusting mm-hmm. after her. Right, he had a pure you know? heart. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I like there is at some point 
we have to remember that lust, that modesty, isn't just about the 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 out the physical things, right? It's not just about looking at something. It's mm-hmm. about the desire. Yeah. So good. Okay. So to summarize all of our talking, <laughs> to see someone who's attractive is not lust. Right. To want. And to allow your mind to go down the path that is unholy because of what you've seen is mm-hmm. where lust begins to take root and sin is born. Because yes. desire takes shape when sin is born. Mm-hmm. Right? Sin, sin takes shape when desire is born. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, guys, God made you with eyes that work and are stimulated by what you see. Women, God made us with we are stimulated by the emotional experience with a guy. So if you're a married woman and you have four male best friends, you're probably in some dangerous territory. Like, because what is visually stimulating for a guy is emotionally stimulating for a woman, and that's where the lines can get crossed. We'll have yeah. another episode about that with you, Lily. And I think, <laughs> yeah, boundaries are great, but boundaries are not supposed to, like, keep you out of trouble. You know, they're supposed to keep you out of trouble, but that's not... Man, it's, they don't replace your heart and relationship exactly, with God, right? They, they, they that's just the law. That exactly. Yeah, I was reading. Uh, Tim Keller uh, has a book called Jesus is King, and we just talked. He was just reading. I was just reading about him, and he was saying out in. It's about the heart. It's not. It's inward out. Like if God is gonna, if we're gonna be different people, if we're gonna be fixed from our sin issues, if we're going to get help, if we're going to be set free, mm-hmm. it has to start in and then it goes out. It can't yeah. start from the outward in. Mm-hmm. Politics, religion, uh, celebrity. He like he, he does these top three, but he really focuses on religion, how moralism is not, you can't just do actions mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, why do I still want what I want even though I've changed my actions? Right. God has to come in and change your heart. Yeah. And so even if you're in a business of like where you're surrounded by all these males and you have to love these males, like you're a CEO woman you're and you're killing this company and you have work on the board with seven other dudes and they're all attractive dudes, can you still go home to your husband and your four kids? You know, like, can you still kill it in the office and kill it at home? Yeah. Like, Lord didn't make it one or the other. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's so good. Okay, I do want to pull up, though, that scripture that you alluded to, excuse me, which um, was about sin is conceived. Okay, um, James one fifteen. There it is. It says, then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly what you're talking about, which is when after desire has conceived. So it's possible to see someone Mm -hmm. and not desire them. But when desire takes root, then it says it gives birth to sin. And so when you entertain the desire that grows in your heart from looking at something for too long, then that's when sin is born and born in our hearts. And so the, the key there is to protect your heart from wrong desire. Yeah. And we do that by keeping our heart set on the Lord. Actually, I think gratitude, gratitude. is a huge barrier yes. for that. Mm-hmm. Because when we keep our heart set on gratitude and what God is doing, it doesn't leave our heart with this big gaping hole needing desire to be fulfilled because our mm-hmm. desires are fulfilled yep. because we're focused on what God has done, right? Yep. 
And it's a, when he says when desire is conceived, right? Or what did he, what does it say? When desire, yeah. Then after desire has conceived, it gives has birth conceived, to sin. Right. If you realize you have that desire, stop it. Yeah. You know, like, stop it in its tracks. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. Like, it's not, you're not, if that thought is there, stop it in its tracks. Say, Lord, you've made me for more than this. Because he has. Mm-hmm. He's made you for more than just wanting a woman that you don't even know from you know from wherever and you know or even vice versa women for men like he stopped those thoughts in the track and presented to the lord and that's and you're still okay yeah (laughs) you know like it's about yeah anyway so that is great that is great so then taking that back to back to our original topic of modesty Modesty. yes okay so (laughs) it's amazing how far off we can get huh (laughs) so back to modesty so ladies really this is why you're not not okay this is why you're not responsible yes. for a man's lust because you cannot control the desire in his heart. However, you do impact potentially what desire may be conceived. And so that's where we as women have to walk with wisdom mm-hmm. and have to walk sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I think I shared it in one of the episodes about how I was getting dressed for church. Something I've worn yeah. to church before was not an issue. And then one Sunday the Lord was like, eh. Yeah. Let's not. And I, I just realized, I was like, you know, I don't know who's coming to church this morning. And it may be that that would be the one thing that would kick him into an old habit of pornography or something. Mm-hmm. Not my fault, but just, I don't know what his triggers are. I don't know. You know what I yeah. mean? And so being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying and what the Holy Spirit is asking is huge for doing our part to protect the others. And something like that, like if you took that mm-hmm. and you're like that rule and you just made that a rule then it would make you walk on eggshells with everything. Mm-hmm. But because you took it in life with the Holy Spirit, you're living life with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So he said, hey, this Sunday, don't wear it. It didn't mean you couldn't wear that outfit yeah. ever again or anything like it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, today, let's not wear that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool, bet. Yeah. It could have been that. It also could have been like, hey, that's not going to be the greatest thing for you because it's going to pour today. Or, right. You know, like, you know, <laughs> right. It could have been anything. But he's just like, hey, today, uh-huh. that's not. And you live in life. You've, you've probably worn that outfit after that. Right. It's just, I, I think that's what's the key. We have to live life with the Holy Spirit. With yeah. modesty, I think, like I said earlier, somebody could be wearing, like Lily, my wife can be wearing sweatpants. And I'm like, dang. Girl, shoot, sweatpants and an oversized t-shirt. I'm like, okay, girl, I see you. What? (laughs) You know, but it's because I'm attracted to her. So Uh I think modesty has its place because Uh you want to protect what's valuable. Mm -hmm. Women, you want to protect the parts of you. All of you is valuable. Mm -hmm. So you want to dress in a way that protects what you you are. You're valuable, Mm -hmm. right? But don't think you're going to... um, Keep prevent your prevent lust. lust because no matter what you uh, yeah no matter what you wear somebody can lust yeah. after you <laughs> no you know what and you know what there was when I was in high school I'll be very vague because I don't know who all listens to my episode but uh, when I was in high school I went to a couple of dances and one year I got asked to a couple of proms and so I went to both of them with two different guys and with one guy we were really tight best friends whatever he's a real pure-hearted guy and i wore a dress <clears throat> that i would not wear now that was very fitted had a very low back and a very low front and i looked kind of bombshell not gonna lie um but it was amazing to me that i could wear that with him and i never felt uncomfortable i felt like a queen but then the other guy who'd asked me um 
I always felt uncomfortable no matter what I wore. And so I wore a dress that hung on me like a bag. Like it was sparkly, so it was prom. But it it literally, it was up to my collarbone and it was it was a bag. And I still, still felt not totally safe and appropriate. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how is it I could wear this dress and feel cool with that guy? and wear this dress and still not quite feel appropriate. And it was because of, I found out later, the one guy had some struggles in the area with pornography and I could sense that. I could feel that mm-hmm. that presence of lust um, that he was wrestling with. And um, and I say that with all grace. I know it's a struggle and I know lots of guys that have struggled with that and it's a battle that's difficult. But um, it just, it was a revelation to me of how how my dress wasn't the determining factor in the climate between us. It right. was actually their heart that was the determining factor in that climate. And um, so it was kind of eye-opening for me. Yep. But anyways, okay, I'm really, that was Jesus that I decided to record on here because look, this thing keeps quitting. Oh. That's crazy. Clearly we've been talking for a long time. Okay, so, oh, we're good. Um, okay, so I think we've talked a lot on the topic, so I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. Um, but I appreciate you being honest and sharing your thoughts. I feel like we covered some really great territory of like to kind of unfold even more that ladies, you're not solely responsible for the yeah. lust in a man's heart. And men, it's okay to appreciate the beauty of a woman. Yes. Just tend to your heart and where that beauty takes you because yeah. that's what and they're responsible you, for. You have to do it with everything. Greed is a thing. Yeah. So if you're all about making money and making that money, and that that's just as bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if I'm just taking, 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 I'm willing to cheat people out of anything. Greed, you may not struggle with lust, but if you struggle with greed, that's just as bad. It's true. You know? So it's just like, we have to watch our hearts with, with everything. And that's why living life, like a, like Lily said, can I say this about the about the tights? Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. She's like, <laughs> she's like, it's having a good friend who uh, who is able to tell you if your tights are see through. <laughs> I feel like that's the Holy Spirit. Like he's able to tell you, hey, your heart is kind of not in the right place right uh-huh. now. And it's like, okay, cool. How do I? Where do I? Where do I go? Or hey, mm-hmm. you're okay. Like yeah. I've needed that sometime where I'm in the <laughs> gym and I'm like, man, I, this is. There in Planet Fitness, there is this. There is a uh, uh, bench press, uh-huh. Smith machine, and then there's some seated things in front of you, and there's a mirror, and you can see where everybody is. Like uh-huh. if they're not in front of you, they're in the mirror, and it's like, well, do I just lay here and rest like this, or do I sit up and breathe? Uh-huh. And he's like, hey, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I've needed those things too. Yeah. So I think living life with the Holy Spirit and being sensitive to that is, is huge. And that is honestly, that's what makes the fullness of salvation more than just salvation. We get to walk this life with Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it needs to affect every area of our life, from modesty to you know, how do I get into this industry of health and fitness in a holy way, you know, yeah. or how do I do fashion in a holy way? You know, how do I get, and we, we can't live life without the Holy Spirit. And so Can I, do it? I love seeing it even in this. So, okay. <clears throat> life hack time. Oh, okay. So Lily's going to chime in on our life hacks as well. So I'm really thankful the Holy Spirit prompted me to record on my phone. Is it it's recording? Still? It is still recording, nice. yeah. Nice. You guys, literally, I have my computer set up, and we were recording on my computer, and I felt like Holy Spirit gave me the idea to record on both. 
And I'm so glad he did because my computer keeps pooping out. All right, so Lily, <clears throat> life hack us. I made a list of my recent favorite life hacks. Yay! Lily comes in to save the day. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> For those of you who love the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram type four with a five wing. So lists and research are my jam as she, hobbies. And she finds them beautiful. I do. I find them <laughs> so beautiful. Even more beautiful. Less than after the research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so life hack number one. I get compliments all the time on my liquid eyeliner mm -hmm. and getting a really nice defined line. And ladies, I have to tell you, the best and probably one of the cheapest is going to be your wet and wild mega liner eyeliner. I felt the Holy Spirit on that one. Yes. The brush tip is excellent. And can I tell you, it's less than $4. Yes. Oh. Put it in your HEB curbside list. I promise you, you're going to love it. It lasts, Does all, it, last? it lasts all day long. That's amazing. You know, wet and wild has been kicking it up. That's my mm -hmm. favorite lipstick. <gasps> yeah, the baby's alive. The baby's awake. You her. My next life hack okay, actually has to do with the baby. So if you are in the season of life where you have a little one that is getting into everything, and maybe they're not quite super proficient crawlers, they're in that in-between zone. Buy an inflatable pool and put some toys in there and just stick them in there because yeah. it's like a little mini barrier that keeps them entertained without you like needing to totally baby proof your house Such right off the idea. bat. And yeah. it looks like so much fun. It makes great pictures because it's yes. colorful. Yes. <laughs> color. I love color. Yes. <laughs> That's so great. What a great idea. Okay. My last life hack for you. Oh, she Hi, looks sis. so sleepy. They have the prettiest baby. She's a mixed baby. She's Anthony is black and Lily is white with these big blue beautiful eyes and their baby mm. got his curly hair and her blue eyes and she's gorgeous. She looks excited Hi, about happy girl. the very shiny microphone. She does. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. Last life hack, if you love flowers but don't want to make a giant okay. flower budget, Kroger's comes in clutch. Really? Yes. That's where I got my flowers. They're so pretty. They have a clearance bucket. It's kind of tucked in the back corner of the floral department. Yeah. But that whole bouquet was $4.25. No. I am so for real. Okay. I'm getting flowers. Check it out. Kroger's, their floral department. It'll hook you up. Those That's are my life hacks. Amazing. Those are great life hacks. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. And... If you guys listened, or when you guys listened, because obviously if you're hearing this, you listened. Uh, when y'all listen, make sure you take a screenshot of yourself listening and post it on your stories and tag me so that I can reshare it. And I wish y'all could see this baby's face right now. She's so precious. Anthony, thank you for being the brave soul to speak on behalf of the guys. Thank you for having me. It was so good. Oh, and Anthony is working on his own podcast. Have you named it? Yes. Uh, it's called AGH Podcast. It stands for Awkward, Genuine, and Honest. Oh, uh, love it. Yeah, I just, we're going to, the the thought about behind the podcast is we're going to talk about the world around us and not be afraid to get a little awkward, mm -hmm. be genuine, and be honest. And That's so, so good. Yeah. That's so good. So now you were going to do a sports podcast. What happened to that? I am doing also a sports <laughs> podcast. Uh, so the so the AGH came after I felt like a lot of responsibility uh, after the killing of George Floyd and things mm -hmm. like So this is kind of my own thing. Uh, but the sports podcast we're doing with my, it's called uh, Calling All Fans. Mm -hmm. uh, and we it's just me and my buddy. We're going to talk about sports. Sports is kind of starting to hype back up. They're yeah. trying to figure out how to do things during the pandemic. And so uh -huh. we're, 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 we've been working out the kinks of having a two-party 
he lives in Huntsville. I live in Beaumont. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to figure out how to make it work, but it's been working, and so we're gonna get a live episode real soon. So okay. it's gonna be fun. So do you have a projected date for them to be live? Uh, yes. So I want uh not a projected date, but in September for the AGH podcast, I okay. really want to release uh the episodes in September. Uh, and for the sports, um. We were going to start with the Olympics, and the Olympics oh, got canceled. Uh, First time uh, in history, people. Oh, man, I love the Olympics. Oh. Anyway, uh, so we're going to – we want to start – the NBA playoffs is going to start uh, in about a week or so. And so I would really love for that to start uh, with the NBA playoffs. And oh. so, yes. That would be good. Okay, yeah. so watch for it. AGH. And calling all fans. And calling all fans with Anthony – I almost called you Anthony Fields. You're not Anthony Fields. You're Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Again, share this with friends. Feel free to um, tag me if you post anything on social media. And otherwise, we will catch you next week. This was our final episode on Hot and Holy, the guy's perspective. Thanks for tuning in. Say say bye, Grace. Say bye. Nope. Just going to stare. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Thank you to each of you for your ongoing support. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you've got this and God's got you.